just scram this story real quick. Being cheerleader to the boyfriend playing basketball. Go, honey! Okay, that was a lame cheer. I need to do better at his next score. Oh, I should Google for good job Tagalog translation. Got it. I'll use this when he scores again. Welcome to this episode. Maybe I should explain the cold open. That actually happened in real life to my friend's husband. He is an American and he was in the Philippines. Good job, right? If you Google that, that is really what you will find. Magaling hanap buhay, which technically is correct, right? It really does mean <laughs> yes. good job. But the job in this scenario actually refers to the vocation. Mm. So it's like you're yelling, good vocation, good vocation, which is not what you're going for at all. <laughs> right? right? So if you really want to say it, you should just say magaling and that should be enough. So you should say magaling, yeah. magaling. Or even good job is totally fine. Everybody understands Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it just goes to prove that it's not enough for you simply Google translating your way of communicating to Filipinos because yeah. there's a lot of mistranslations, cultural context that might not be communicated properly or will not be put forward. Just because it's available by a Google Translate doesn't necessarily mean it's the correct translation. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> so that's what we are going to talk about today. Yep. We're, we're talking about cultural tidbits that might help foreigners that are visiting the Philippines. Now, this topic was actually suggested by Eric. He's an American who has been listening to our podcast. Yay! Thanks, Eric. <laughs> To learn more about our Filipino culture. Mm -hmm. And as it happens, he and his wife are planning to move to the Philippines to serve in a Christian ministry. So we're hoping that in this episode, we will cover cultural tidbits that may help foreigners who plan to visit the Philippines, maybe as a tourist or perhaps for a longer term, similar to Eric. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Know, try to manage their expectations upon arrival at our country. Yeah, exactly. So let's start with arriving at the airport because mm -hmm. that's normally the first thing that would happen. Before you leave the airport, mm -hmm. there are a couple of things that we want to talk about. And one of the thing is getting loose change, smaller bills. And that's because you don't want to be walking around with 1,000 peso bills because we're still very cash-based as a society and having loose change in your pocket greatly helps. Yeah, it also reduces the chances that people will say, sorry, I don't have change and then you'll just have to get <laughs> to say goodbye to 1,000 <laughs> yes. pesos, right? <laughs> yeah, technically speaking, it's a bad way of refusing service. If you're a store, you need to have change. Yeah, but that happens. Honestly, yeah. in our country, yeah. especially small stores, they normally don't have change. Aside from having smaller bills, also get a SIM card while inside the airport yeah. because it's easy to get around if you have internet. We are at the internet age and the very first service that you would require is transportation and it's not really advisable to get a taxi at the airport. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, there 
a lot of scams you'll be ripped off taxis have a meter that would calculate how much is the fare from your origin to your destination but chances are the driver would try to renegotiate the fare obviously yeah. to their advantage and also some of them would take longer way to get somewhere just so that you would have to pay higher that actually happened to me I'm not even a foreigner but I got ripped off so instead of getting a taxi what we would suggest is hire a grab yep. install the grab app in your phone we do not have uber in the philippines instead we have grab yeah it's exactly the same as uber you select your location and then the application would look for drivers that are available in the vicinity and then once you have a booking it will arrive at your location yeah another thing the common chat app in the philippines is viber so you should download that as well if you're lucky enough to have Filipinos meeting you at the airport, there is that customary pasalubong. How, how do you translate pasalubong? It's like a gift, a token. Yeah. Uh, usually snacks. So if you're traveling from the US, probably a bag of Cheetos is enough. Oh, if you're from the US, Filipinos <laughs> really love branded chocolates. Mm. Hershey's or Mars and... Reese. Yeah. Of course, when you're giving your pasalubong and then you're on the car, they're usually chit-chat with Filipinos. Filipinos love Chit chat. Yeah, yeah. I would tackle the first scenario, which is you're arriving at a Filipino's house. Like you have a host who is a friend or something like that. Mm. So when you get there at the house, remember that a lot of Filipinos are conservative. So try to watch your language. Like maybe don't use cuss words <laughs> because a lot of Filipinos are taken aback when you do that. And then make sure mm. to show respect for the elderly. So you can mm. use this by using honorifics like ate for older women and kuya for older men. But it also depends though like for example if it's a grandma then it's not ate <laughs> that doesn't, that's not yeah. right uh, ate and kuya is usually for like somebody just a bit older but if it's like mm. grandma then they might call her lola yeah then if it's a grandpa it's lolo so something like yeah. that so it really depends just observe what they use and also if you're visiting as part of a family unit like for example your girlfriend is filipino and you are meeting her family and her clan then you may need to do the manopo which is you need to take the back of the hand of the elderly and then put that against your forehead. Yeah, and it's usually done to relatives. Yeah. Like if it's just neighbor and all that, normally it's not done. And if you're staying at the hotel, the only difference I would say is giving a tip is not customary. Now, that's something that I'm still not used to, like visiting a country where tips are required, say US. Yeah, like there's a certain percentage, like 15% or something Philippines, even if you just give a small amount. Or even nothing at all, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, if you give them something, please feel free to do so if you're at the hotel and you need something chances are there would be convenience stores around mm -hmm. so 7-eleven lawson's but if you're staying at, at an airbnb mm -hmm. chances are you're in a remote area it, it may not be as convenient there is an equivalent to convenience store though we call it sari sari store yeah which means mix yeah. mix store yes <laughs> so it's it's like a, a downgrade to a convenience store but the things that you can buy out of a sari sari store you'll be surprised they sell even sim cards so if you forgot to buy sim cards at the airport you go ahead and go to a sari 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 store. And also, you can top up your SIM card from the Sari Sari Ah, yes. You can well. buy additional load. Mm -hmm. So, typically, you can buy snacks. They also have ice, ice candy, ice water, which are very helpful and useful when it comes to summer, which is almost every day. <laughs> actually, yeah. Most of the time, it's actually <laughs> hot in the Philippines. Ice candy, by the way, is actually just like maybe juice or something that they freeze and it's in a plastic bag. Yeah. In the Philippines, people are very entrepreneurial. Yeah. Even your neighbor would be selling 
ice candy. Just look for the sign yeah. on their door saying ice candy for sale. Yes. And during like summer, suddenly the kids would come out and start selling halo-halo on the sidewalks or barbecue mm. or banana queue and all these things. That's very normal. So it's fine to buy from these places. And if there's no sign of a Sarisari <laughs> store nearby, you really are in a remote location. Then there are modes of transportation that you can get into. And typically, there are tricycles. It's usually just a motorcycle with an attached sidecar. The design of the sidecar varies. Yeah. If you're in Mindanao, in Visayas, in Luzon, they come in different shapes and form. Yep. But usually, it can accommodate six people. And it's usually cheap. Now, some tricycles cover a specific route. So they just go from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. And then if you hop onto the tricycle, you pay a certain fee. But in some provinces, you just need to call them and you would hire the entire tricycle. But another option, right, is jeepney. I think that's cheaper. Yeah, jeepney is very popular. Not a lot of people know that it actually originated during the wartime in World War II when the American soldiers had the jeeps. Okay. And then when the war was done, they they left those behind. And we Filipinos being resourceful as we are. Oh, really? I didn't know this. Okay. So they recycled those US military jeeps. They've extended the back area so that it can accommodate more people and it becomes the most popular utility vehicle countrywide, nationwide. And actually, Jeepney is a portmanteau, did you know? (laughs) So, jeep is from the US military jeep. Uh-huh. And the knee is from jitney. What is jitney? And apparently, jitney is a popular term for an American taxi cab. Oh, okay. I've <laughs> so never heard this jeep, before. Jitney, okay. jeepney. Uh-huh. Just imagine a US military jeep. Mm-hmm. It's usually covered and then people are sitting in front of each other. Yeah. And then just extend that. It's an elongated version of the jeep. Because a typical jeepney would maybe be able to sit seven people per side. Mm. And then if they're expecting to sit seven people per side, so that's regardless of how big the people are. So it's like yeah. <laughs> so you need to squeeze in there. <laughs> Sometimes I would complain, right? Because, oh, this is 7 by 7. Yeah, we know. But the dimensions are not specific <laughs> as to the size of the passengers. But I think it's popular because it's the cheapest. And this is where the small bills and loose change come mm-hmm. in. Because seriously, if you pay 1,000 bill in a jeepney, people would be angry at you. The driver would be like cursing at you. Like, what the hell are you doing? Yes, yes. In Cebu, did you have a conductor or no? Yeah, most jeepneys have conductors. Conductors. We call them conductor. So they're the ones in charge of collecting fares. But in Manila, I noticed they didn't have conductors. Nope. The conductor, you would know there is one because he would be by the door holding the handrail. Then he usually has the money folded around his fingers. So you can tell he's the Mm. conductor because nobody's just gonna stand around with money in their hands. But if it's in Manila and maybe some other places and you have to pay the driver, just notice where the people are giving their money to. Mm. And if you need to give the money when it's your turn to go down if you're sitting far away from the conductor or the driver then you need to ask the other people to hand your fare for you so they need to just hand it all the way to the driver yeah it, it is very manual <laughs> yeah yeah you can think of jeepney as like a bus yeah but usually in singapore or wherever in a developed country you would pay using a card and then it's very digital <laughs> yeah we don't have that you board the jeep and then you just pay by cash how would you say that you need to go down so in in cebu you just knock on the handrail <laughs> yeah with your coin right you use a coin knock on the handrail it would make a sound and that would signal the driver that you want to stop and by the way you can stop anywhere yeah right? <laughs> 
there are no designated jeepney stops. I mean, technically there are, but no, people are not following. But to not do that in Manila, apparently that's considered rude. I didn't know that. I don't know. My friends in Manila told me, why did you do that? That's rude. Like, okay, I didn't know. This is how we do things in Sambuanga. <laughs> yeah, in Cebu so, as well. See? <laughs> Even us, we get confused. So what do you do in Manila, Di? Just say para. <laughs> There's a song, right? Yeah. Mama para. Jan lang sa tabi. <laughs> Which means mama or sir? Para is stop. Jan lang sa tabi. Just at the corner. Yeah, we also have buses, right? And MRT mm. in the metro Manila. Mm. And we also have the pedicab. Ah, yeah. Tricycle. Which is actually a bicycle. But it has uh, side guards. But this is usually for just nearby locations. Like, for example, if you go down in the main road, but then your house is a few meters inside. But I had a funny story about this <laughs> that happened to me. Um, I was in Paco, Manila. So I was buying furniture. Mm. I bought this Orokan cabinet. <laughs> the cashier said, so where are you staying? I said, I'm staying in Makati. She said, oh, you can take a pedicab. And I'm like, are you sure? I said, yeah, they do that all the time. So I did get on a pedicab. But it turns out the Makati that they are used to is like the closer one. Like Makati is such a huge city, right? It is. Yeah, so it was just maybe at the outskirts or something like that. But my Makati is like all the way inside. <laughs> and when we got there, the driver is super sweaty and tired. Like, can you imagine? <laughs> he was just pedaling that pedicab for how many kilometers? And then when we got to my part of Makati, he realized, wait, there are no pedicabs on this main road. Are we even allowed to be here? <laughs> Technically, you can't go on a highway. <laughs> I don't think so. But luckily, it was Sunday. Okay. So I guess that's why there was no policemen. I would say that pedicabs, jeepneys, tricycles, as foreigners, probably is not the best choice. Oh, yeah, true. But it is an experience. Yep. Like, if you have locals with you, please go ahead and try it. It's, so you it's... could at least, you know, amuse yourself and, oh, I had this experience like mm. I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, do you still have kalesa in Zamboanga? Uh, no, we don't. But vegan, they have kalesas. Yeah, in Cebu as well, some parts. Oh, but this is the touristy kalesas. parts, right? It's not. Really? They do it not for tourism? Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't know this. Not for tourism. Okay. People still ride a kalesa. So kalesa is a horse-drawn carriage. They're still available in, in Cebu, in Pasil. In Manila, they have that for tourism. Ah, yeah. In that the walled city, Intramuros, they have kalesa tours. So I think that's also a good experience to have. So if ever you're in Intramuros or in vegan, you should try it. Yeah, but, but make sure you're with the local, otherwise you get ripped off as well. <laughs> Here we go again, yes. I think you wanted to mention traffic as well. Oh uh, yeah, so traffic jam is a common sight in the Philippines and that's because our highways are not that broad and because jeepneys are everywhere. Mm -hmm. So it's all, all the more reasons you shouldn't take a taxi cab, especially on a rush hour like 5 p.m. when people are getting off from work or 7 a.m. when people are getting into school or the offices. Yeah, there have been experiences wherein it's raining, so of course the traffic is worse and then you've already managed to book a grab, but then it will take them forever to even reach you, to pick you up. Yeah. So just make allowances for those. Yeah. Also, I think they prefer to use the Waze app um, yeah, 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 instead of Google Maps. How do you spell Waze? Maze, in, but instead of M. W, so Waze, oh. W-A-Z-E. Okay. So it's a crowd-sourced real-time information on traffic. Yep. So usually drivers would sign up and they would give information that, hey, this particular lane is crowded, congested because probably there's an accident mm -hmm. or there's construction going on. So yeah, it is a good resource just to plan ahead. Because Google Maps, yeah, you're right. It's not usually that updated in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. 
So our next subject is shopping. We love malls. Yes. So we have a lot of malls. Some of these malls even have like churches inside them and they even have like Sunday mass. Yes. It depends really on the area. Obviously, if you're in Manila or in Cebu, then this would be kind of fancy malls maybe, I would say. Most malls would accept credit cards and you could use the toilets in the malls because they would probably be cleaner. And also one more thing for toilets, we call them CR in the Philippines, which is short for comfort room. And most of them would also have no tissue, by the way. So just bring your own. But the malls, of course, would tend to probably be more pricey. If you're looking for bargains and you want to go to what Mm. you call the tiangge or markets. Mm. So you could go to the popular ones called Divisoria or Quiapo. They have like a lot of clothes or food and whatever, really. And they're a lot cheaper. And you can haggle here. But the thing you need to note, though, is that a lot of Filipinos impose what is called the white tax, which Mm. I learned from my friend's boyfriend, who is American. So when he was there, he mentioned that he noticed that there was a white tax, which means that if you are a white person, people will charge you higher because a lot of Filipinos think that foreigners are rich. Yeah. If you really don't want to pay higher, if you have a friend who is Filipino, you could ask her to buy for you instead. Mm. So that's what my friend did. She would ask her boyfriend to hide. (laughs) Because she said that the fact that she is with him, then the prices would be higher. Mm. So that's why he needed to hide. It's not because they hate foreigners. It's just like maybe it's a friendly price kind of family and friends discount. Something like that. And then also, um, if you go to these markets that you mentioned, just make sure to keep an eye on your belongings and don't flaunt your jewelry or your iPhones or Rolex watches or something like that. Yeah. Look as simple as you possibly can because these places have pickpockets. Yeah. And they're usually very busy, very crowded. Exactly. And it's not just foreigners that they target, even Filipinos as well. So actually, when I first did that, I was so paranoid that I don't think I even brought my cell phone. And then we got scolded because then how do we find each other? Because nobody brought their cell phones. It becomes inconvenient. Maybe don't be as paranoid as us, but just, you know, make sure to hide your cell phone somewhere or mm, just... Dress appropriately. If you have your cash, split it. Like, put a bit of cash in your socks or something in case if your wallet gets stolen, yeah. then you still have money to go back home. And you mentioned about shopping malls and we congregate in shopping malls and we love them. Mm-hmm. Like, if I compare with the shopping malls I've seen here in Japan and anywhere else, Philippine shopping malls are just different. They're well-decorated, they're spacious. Yeah, but I think the reason probably why malls are really well-made in the Philippines, as you said, is because a lot of Filipinos like don't have air condition at home. Mm. So they like to go to the mall if it's hot. So I think that's why, because Filipinos like to tambay <laughs> or like to What's tambay all of a sudden <laughs> to hang out? Yeah, hang out, leisurely walk around the shopping mall, window shopping. And I think some malls now have Wi-Fi probably. Yeah. That's why malls are a big deal in the Philippines. If you're looking for locals to mingle with, then a shopping mall probably is one of the good places. Aside from shopping, we usually eat inside a mall. And we Filipinos, we love having food and we usually would invite each other. Hey, kain tayo, which means come, let's eat. 
But sometimes, kain tayo is just an expression. Yeah. Like, I'm not really inviting you to eat. I'm just letting you know that I'm gonna eat. Don't expect that everyone inviting you to come over and eat is actually inviting you to <laughs> eat. It's just a polite expression. Yeah, exactly. It's like, for example, somebody is eating on a table somewhere and then you're just walking by. And then he says, let's eat. It doesn't usually mean that he wants you to actually eat his food. Whatever occasion it is, there's usually food involved and just make sure you're properly <laughs> invited otherwise um actually it was just a polite expression yes then it becomes awkward and if you are gathering or if you're mingling with locals and you have an agreed time please don't be surprised that a lot of people don't actually come on time there is what we call filipino time and i don't think anyone is proud of this but we usually do not arrive on the dot on time you get invited to dinner at 6 p.m people would probably start showing up at 7 yeah i don't like that at all yeah but that's a thing and usually when we have a party there's a lot of food mm-hmm. and and that's because of Filipino time people just come and go at certain points and so the household would actually prepare a lot of food and then at the end of the event there are a lot of leftovers mm-hmm. and they would usually give it to the guests as a bring house <laughs> yeah that's a term bring house <laughs> <laughs> and it's usually just takeaway food for you to bring along. I think it's take home, but for some reason, I don't know why bring house is the phrase being used in Bisaya households. <laughs> oh, ali, ali, nay bring house. Have some food for bring house. Like, huh? If they put it inside a Tupperware or not a plastic bag, like a container, that means they expect you to return it. Do not just keep it at home. <laughs> Yeah, you return it and sometimes you have to put something inside as well in return. Most families usually return the container with something inside and then it's a cycle. (laughs) Like it never ends because like, oh, you're returning the container with something inside. I have to give it to you again. Yeah, yeah. We bond over food. Mm. Like a lot of our activities involves food, right? Like karaoke, there would still be snacks. If you're drinking, there would be something called pulutan, which is actually snacks. That is specifically for alcohol. <laughs> yeah, finger food. Even for example, with our office mates, apparently like North American people, they're used to they're just eating quickly by themselves or whatever and they're done. But Filipinos, we like to chit-chat over lunch. So mm. we would take up that entire hour. Even if we're done eating, we would still, you know, use it as an occasion to talk to each other. <laughs> we like to talk a lot and to eat a lot. So as we mentioned in our episode 15, Filipino food usually has some kind of meat in it. So if you're vegan, then be aware of that. For utensils, we typically use spoon and fork and no knife. So even when there's meat, we just use the spoon to cut that as well. (laughs) And actually, a Canadian vlogger who lives in the Philippines, his channel is called Becoming Filipino. Mm. He has coined the term for this, spoon knifing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, whenever I eat together with non-Filipinos and they look at me with my spoon and fork... (laughs) They are amazed as well. Like, oh, you don't need a knife. Yeah, I don't need a knife. Like, I, I grew up not using a knife. A typical Filipino household, we don't usually have a knife. We do have knives, obviously, for chopping things. But what do you mean is for eating? There are dishes even that you don't need a spoon and fork. You just eat by hand. Yeah. We have mm. this thing called boodles fight. Mm. This is where they put a 
all the food on banana leaves mm. and then put it at the center of the table. Yeah. And then you all just eat together with your hands. Yeah. It was very appetizing. Mm. Some foreigners look at it and feel strange about it because it's as if we're going back to the barbarian times, right? Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, why are you yeah. using your hand? Why is all the food mushed together? We have utensils, fully civilized people, but doing the budol fight just shows how we Filipinos are very communal with our food. Like, we love to share. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter what order <laughs> or in what shape or form we are eating for as long as we're together and we're sharing the food. Whatever I have, you can get from my side of the table. We consider food to be communal, so it's actually common to, like, share food. Yeah. Whereas I think like in other countries, like in maybe in Europe or in US, like if you order a dish, then that's purely for you. Mm. It's considered unsanitary to be sharing food with other people. But in the Philippines, it's common like your friends. No, we, <laughs> we share all the yeah, time. Yeah. And we usually would, hey, what are you getting? I'm getting the chicken. Okay, I'll get the pork. Then, then let's half half, right? I mean, <laughs> it's normal. That's actually yeah, a Filipino thing. So don't be shocked when that happens. Mm. If you're interested in knowing a lot of Filipino food, we've actually actually covered it in one full episode episode 15 all right, so I guess we should discuss entertainment yeah let's do it we love entertainment we Filipinos are into three Bs basketball boxing and beauty pageants wow <laughs> 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 I mean, the last one is a little bit very different from the other yeah, two iba. <laughs> For basketball, we have our own professional basketball leagues called PBA mm. or Philippine Basketball Association, which people like to watch on TV and people get mm. like really invested in their teams. Yes. And also Filipinos like to watch NBA as well on top of the PBA. Yeah. And then the Filipinos themselves, usually the men, they like to play basketball. Yeah. And there are a lot of street balls as well, like along the street for as long as there's a ring, people would pay basketball yeah we love basketball we probably got it from the americans right because most countries would prefer football than basketball mm -hmm. but for us it's basketball all the yep. way and the second b is boxing of course who doesn't know manny pacquiao yeah right? <laughs> He's the all-time boxing icon of the Philippines. And there's a trivia that the Philippine National Police and NBI, the National Bureau of the Philippines, reported that there's zero crime nationwide in the <laughs> Philippines whenever there's a Pacquiao fight. So isn't that amazing? There's actually a statistic based out of a boxing match of Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, and also there's no traffic as well when there is a Pacquiao mm. fight because nobody's on the streets. Everyone is at home watching the fight. That's how big boxing is in the Philippines. Mm. And I guess the third one is the beauty pageant, which, as you mentioned, was a different <laughs> one. We Filipinos are super invested in all sorts of local and international beauty contests, especially Miss mm. Universe. We are so proud that for the past few years, Filipinas have gone home with a crown, mm. the most famous of which is Miss Universe 2015. Because the host, Steve Harvey, messed up by declaring Miss Colombia as the wrong winner. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. It was so awkward and embarrassing. Because of that, the Miss Universe Philippines became even more popular that year. Yes. There's also a well-known joke about this that you shouldn't get a haircut if Miss Philippines has just lost the Miss Universe pageant. Because all the <laughs> hairdressers are upset and they might vent their frustration <laughs> out on your hair. <laughs> <laughs> but aside from those three Bs, is there anything else that we Filipinos like to do for entertainment? Karaoke is number one pastime activity for entertainment. And not a lot of people know that a karaoke machine is actually a normal 
or a standard household appliance, I would say. Let me search. So apparently, the holder of the patent mm -hmm. of the karaoke is actually a Filipino. Oh. This, I didn't know. I always thought it was a Japanese invention. Yeah, but because what does karaoke mean again? Kara is empty, okay for orchestra. So empty orchestra. Mm -hmm. So it's just an orchestra without the lead vocals and you are supposed to, lead ah, yeah, to sing. Yeah, yeah. So according to Wikipedia, Roberto L. Del Rosario was a Filipino entrepreneur who established Treble Music Corporation, a piano company in the Philippines, and he is the patent holder of the sing-along system. Ooh, okay. Interesting. Mm, a type of karaoke system he developed in 1975. So Del Rosario is the one holding the patent for the sing-along or the karaoke system. Mm -hmm. But in fact, a lot of scholars would credit Daisuke Inoue, a Japanese, as the official inventor of the karaoke. Okay. So even though Inoue invented the karaoke in 1971, he, he didn't patent it. It's Del Rosario who has the patent in 1975. Okay. That's probably why we love karaoke as well because <laughs> yeah. the Filipino is the one holding the patent. But there is one song that you shouldn't sing, right? Uh, yes. There was a series of tragic events that happened after somebody sang this song in a maybe in a karaoke pub. Yep. And this song is entitled My Way. Yeah, by Frank Sinatra, right? I did it. No! Okay, we might get... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Monmon would attack me from behind. There's a general rule not to sing my way in a karaoke pub because, I don't know, historically, there's usually something tragic that would happen afterwards. People getting stabbed. I don't know for what reason. Maybe some backstory, some jealousy. Usually heavy alcohol is involved <laughs> in this song. Yeah. The combination is just not advisable. So if you're out having karaoke with friends, please avoid singing my way. If somebody invited you to sing karaoke with them, don't feel ashamed that, you know, you feel like I, mm. don't, I don't even know how to sing. People don't really care. Yeah. It's not true that all Filipinos have good voices. Yes. It's a common misconception. Number one, yes, not all Filipinos are good singers. But at the same time, karaoke as an activity mm -hmm. is not actually for good singers to show off. It's, not. it's actually just to have a good fun. And there are a lot of roles you can play in a karaoke event. Yeah. If you're not good at singing, get a maracas or a tambourine to kind of play along. Mm -hmm. Or you can be a backup dancer as well. I do that all the time. If it's a jolly song, you can dance along. They are singing. I'm dancing. It's good fun. Nobody would complain. You don't need to hold the mic. If somebody's singing, mm. then you can sing along and that will be fun. Yeah. And you can do backup singer as well. Like there are a lot of songs with backup singers. Uh, yeah. Right? yeah. I like, like to do that. Up or whatever <laughs> it is. You, you must know this song. Like, what song? Chick -chick. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, you just use chick -chick -ha -ha the entire song. <laughs> yes. Then, you know, you're already participating. You, you didn't have to sing. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. You mentioned that we Filipinos are conservative, mm -hmm. and that's probably because we are very religious. Yeah. And predominantly, we are Christians, and the, I think the biggest population are Catholics. And we are so conservative that us as a nation, we still do not allow divorce. And yeah. In the world, there are only two countries, apparently, us and the Vatican, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. If you're a foreigner visiting the Philippines, you need to consider that the way you dress, the way you speak, don't use foul language, because, mm -hmm. you know... We're sensitive. 
sensitive to that. Yeah, so don't be that person. <laughs> Men are not used to seeing women, let's say, wearing very short skirts. So if they see someone, they tend to like catcall. Yeah. You don't want to experience that. Just, you know, try, you know, dressing more conservatively. You don't need to cover your whole self, like maybe knee-length skirts. Mm. Just be respectful to the local belief. Even if you're not Christian, you're not Catholic, you pass by a church mm-hmm. and there's service going on. Just don't be noisy. Don't be loud. Yeah. Just try and respect the local religion and belief. Yeah. And do not joke anything sacrilegious yeah. as well. Like We will be very, very offended mm-hmm. and affected by you having very strong opinions about beliefs and all that because you can't change that from the Filipinos. We've been like that since forever. So that's heavily ingrained in our DNA. Yeah, even if let's say you are an atheist or something, just don't say anything that might offend someone because Filipinos are sensitive. In fact, we are so sensitive, mm. not just about religion, but just don't say anything bad about the Philippines or Filipinos in general because we mm. tend to take offense very easily yeah. to the point that, you know, you might be labeled a persona non grata yes. by the Philippine government. There were celebrities who said something offensive about the Philippines and then, yeah, yes. the government label you as persona non grata. That means you're not allowed to visit the Philippines. Yeah. If a city would not allow you to come in, then yeah, they would. the lawmakers would pass an ordinance or a resolution to say that this person will not be allowed in our borders. And that happened to Justin Bieber. And why is that? Because... Apparently, he tweeted photos of Manny Pacquiao losing his fight and then he was ridiculing the icon, the Manny Pacquiao that we all love and yeah, enjoy watching. Yeah, which we watching. mentioned earlier, right? So, <laughs> I think he tweeted memes. Mm. For, of course, for other people, that was just a meme, come on. But because it was about an icon for us. So, it's like equivalent mm. to you being sacrilegious about the Pope. Yeah. And even those people in the past also who like made comments about the Philippines, generally like, you know, the state of Manila or something. I think Claire Danes made some comment before mm. about Manila and so as we said be warned mm. Filipinos are sensitive yeah so just don't come to the Philippines and have high expectations and you would assume that whatever privileges and I would say things that you enjoy mm-hmm. in your home country you would get the same in the Philippines because we're a developing nation mm-hmm. and so there may be things that not as perfect not as nice as you've expected so keep it to yourself <laughs> even if it's a genuine honest feedback mm-hmm. Just be professional about it, not come out as nasty and rude. Because we would treat that as an attack on our identity. Yeah, exactly. We have something called Filipino pride. Mm. So that's why if somebody is Filipino, we would take pride in that. Mm. So if you attack someone who is Filipino, like for example, you said the Miss Universe Philippines is ugly, other people would take offense at that. Mm, you will be a persona non grata <laughs> to all beauty parlors yes. if you say that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you will have to do all your haircut. And I guess the last bit that we could mention is be aware that Philippines experiences a lot of natural disasters. Mm. We have earthquakes, landslides, typhoons, floods. So those are the things uh, that you need to research on what you're supposed to do. Mm. And also maybe research as well, which months is it that, for example, typhoons. I think September is a common month where mega typhoons happen. If you're planning to just tour, then don't go to the Philippines during that month, maybe. I think for emergency preparedness, the number one rule is don't panic. Think about it, what's going to happen. And beforehand, especially if you're going to remote locations of the Philippines, try and research a little bit on what 
typical natural disaster might occur in that area if you are near a volcano, mm-hmm. if there's a volcanic eruption, where is the nearest safety zone? Yeah. Where can you get help? What's the local number to get help? So all, all of these things, I think it's pretty normal to research ahead before you arrive in the Philippines. That's all that we have. And I would say there are a lot of resources online. I would think that there are a lot of channels in YouTube that you can watch. Probably they're better at giving <laughs> advice. Yeah. You've mentioned one already. Yeah. Actually, his name is Kyle, but mm. uh, his Filipino name is Kulas. <laughs> <laughs> his channel is called Becoming Filipino. Yeah, maybe you could check that out. Uh, he's been living in the Philippines for a long time already. Mm. So he was just there as a tourist and then he fell in love with the place. Mm. And I'm sure there are a lot more vloggers like him. And of course, we can also say that, you know, if you have questions, feel free to ask the locals. Yes. Because Filipinos, we are generally very helpful and we love foreigners. Yes. (laughs) And we we have a saying in the Philippines, it's more fun in the Philippines. So please... (laughs) Visit us. Don't worry about traffic. Don't worry about the pollution. Don't worry about anything, the natural disasters. Just come. It's more fun. Promise. <laughs> Promise. <laughs> and of mm. course, if you want to ask questions, um, you can ask us. We are friendly also. <laughs> and we are helpful. <laughs> so you can email us. Bananakeypodcast at gmail.com and we will reply. Yeah. And also if you have anything else to say. And special thanks to Eric for sending us this question and hopefully we answered them and if you do have follow-up questions feel free to reach out as well. Maybe to end we should teach them some phrases that they can use in the Philippines. Oh yeah, we should. Okay, I happen to know a lot of phrases that work because my teammates in Singapore love to learn Tagalog words from me. So one word that I taught them is pare. So this <laughs> actually means body but this is just for guys so i told them if you talk to a filipino and if he's a guy obviously and he's young not older like maybe around your age or something call him pare like for example good morning pare or something like that Mm. and they usually laugh and they tested this out to every filipino guy that they met after i told them that and they always got a laugh Mm. it's very casual it's very unexpected especially in a work environment like what <laughs> but then after that, they became friendlier. So I think Filipinos like it when you use Tagalog words on them. Mm. Tells them that, you know, you tried, you made an effort, and they enjoy it even more if the words you use are not the common ones. Yes. So pare is for equals. You talking to a friend, comrade, something, something, in even an English sentence, and then add pare. Yep. But if you're talking to an elderly, you can use the same pattern, but instead of pare, use po at the end of the sentence. Ah, yeah. So if an elderly person asks you, hey, have you eaten? And you would say, yes po or done po, then it's showing respect to the person. Yep. So it's a simple syllable to remember, po. Yeah, that is very easy. You just add that. I'm sure there are a lot of other phrase books that you can find with more useful terms, but learning pare mm. and po definitely will get you some points from the locals. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for listening. Paalam. Paalam.